to I want to get back to allowing my other evangelists to deal with Wednesday nights and <clears throat> but I want to make sure that God releases me to do that and not me myself because he keeps pouring out so much stuff here until I don't know exactly what God is doing. All I know is that he's in the, he's up to something again. And I don't want to miss it. Amen. I don't want to miss it. Something big can happen. I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss it. Let's go to the book of Numbers of the Old Testament, chapter 23. And we'll be dealing with the prophecies of Balaam, the prophecies of Balaam. You know, Balaam is a strange character. Balaam was a prophet. He was a false prophet. He was a sorcerer. He was an enchanter. He was a complex individual. He had some issues. But how many of y'all know that you can have issues and God still speaks to you? Amen. He can really do that. Now, the problem with Balaam is Balaam, he did what God said to a certain extent, but there's still a price to be paid for trying to destroy God's people. There's a price to be paid for that. God just ain't going to let it go away. He's not going to let that happen. So Balaam means destroyer of the people. And that's what Satan always wants to do. He wants to destroy you. Make it personal in me what he wants to do. The Bible says in chapter 23 that and Balaam, verse 1, and Balaam said unto Balak, build me here seven altars and prepare me here seven oxen and seven rams. Balaam being the destroyer of God's people, he has been cited and called upon by a person named Balak. Balak was involved with the Amalekites. And Balak being ruler over them, if I'm correct, uh, his, his name means the spirit of wastefulness. And the spirit of wastefulness is always 
trying to call on the destroyer, the spirit of destruction, to come in and fulfill his purpose towards God's people. He's always doing that. Church, I'm telling y'all right now, this is no time to get slack on this thing. Something great fixing to happen. It can be good for some of us, it can be bad for some of us, depending on which side of the bed you're getting up on. It depends on that. But it's been proven to me over and over and over and over again that those that are put their hand to this plow and then turn away from it are catching devastated times in their life. It's been proven, being proven over and over and over again. Now, I would rather be where people care about me when I'm going through something than to be or to leave and disconnect myself from what's wholesome and good and helpful to me. And then when the hardships come, come winter coming. You better hear me. Winter coming. So if you've disconnected yourself, then you've done just what Satan wants. Isolation. Isolation. The first thing that Satan wants to do is isolate you where he can whisper in your ear. That's what he wants to do. See, you see, Balaam, the destroyer of the people, he said unto Balak. This is after Balak had called him, that spirit of wakefulness. You know, that that that, that, that thing in us that, that wants to destroy what God has done inside of us. That's why they call it a wall. And what happens is, is that it, Balaam says unto Balak, who's requested it, he said, build me here seven altars. In other words, I want you to give me a perfect sacrifice. And prepare me here seven altars. Oxen, that word oxen means to break forth in wildness. It means rebellious spirit. Because you got to understand, Balak called Balaam in order for the prophet Balaam to put a curse on Israel and destroy him. Mm. Then Balaam told Balak, after you prepare me here seven oxen, the rebellious spirit, then I want you to prepare me seven rams, which I need strong support. Strong support. See, that's what the spirit of wastefulness is saying to the spirit of destruction in you. I need strong support with this thing in order to knock down God's people. But see, how many of y'all know that the destroyer can't do nothing without checking with God first? I don't care what it is, can't do nothing. 
so verse 2 says, And Balak did as Balaam had spoken. And Balak and Balaam offered every altar, on every altar, a bullock and a ram. So this spirit of wastefulness, Balak, in cahoots with this spirit of destruction, Balaam, they offered on every altar. In other words, they offered on every sacrifice that they made, they offered this rebellious spirit and a strong support to it. They offered that on every sacrifice. In other words, some of us, everything we do in life is rebellious and we have a strong support behind it. Every sacrifice that we make is a, a sacrifice of rebellion against God and we've got a strong support with it because the spirit of the world is that spirit of wakefulness. Look at America. It's got a strong support. Because it's always trying to get you to do things and be things that you ought not be and do things that you ought not do. So the support is that. Verse 3 says, And Balaam said unto Balak, Stand by your burnt offering, thy burnt offering. Okay? You see what Balaam told him to do? Balaam told him, look, you stand by yours. You stand by yours. He's telling that spirit of wastefulness. You stand by yours. Verse 3. And Balaam said unto Balaam, Stand by your burnt offering. That word burnt offering means to ascend upon high. But he told Balak to stand by his didn't. And look what else he said, and I will go. You see what's happening here? The destroyer says, tells Balak, that wasteful spirit in us, look, I can't do nothing until you stand by your, you stand by your sacrifice here. You stand by. You stand by your girl offering. Yeah. And I will go and say, peradventure, that means perhaps the Lord will come to meet me. Didn't I tell you he ain't going to do nothing before he consults to God? I don't care how false a prophet he is. He knows his limitations. That's why the destroyer that's trying to destroy us knows how far it can go. He has to check with God first. That's why I say let not your heart be troubled. He said, look here, I, want, I will go. I want you to stand by your burnt offering, and I will go. And perhaps, paraventure, the Lord will come to meet me, and whatsoever he showeth me, I will tell thee. And he went to a what? See, he went and ascended. See, his burnt offering took him up. But he told Balaam, stand by your See, once you start, this ministry is trying to teach you to allow God's spirit. When you start reading this stuff, it starts connecting and it begins to speak to you. And it'll start showing you what everybody else is missing. It'll show it to you because it's hidden from everybody else. But he'll open it up for you if you let it. 
But you got to let him now, because you could be up under these teachers and still don't grow like you ought to. We've had them do that now. They've been here, but they've not been connected with this. In order to get it, you got to be connected. You must be connected because last word I heard was that something has been released in the atmosphere over this ministry. I hear the sound of the abundance of rain, but I also know that the dark clouds had to come first. I also know that. Let not your heart be troubled. So he went to a high place. Hmm. He said, perhaps the Lord will come to meet me, verse 3. And whatsoever he tell me, I will tell thee. Or whatsoever he show me, I'll tell thee. Go to Acts 17, 27. And he went to a high place. Maybe the Lord will come to meet me. That's what he said. Acts 17, verse 27. Say amen when you get there, Acts 17, verse 27. Do y'all see what he says here? They, that they should seek the Lord if happily, perhaps. The same word, peradventure, means perhaps. If perhaps they might feel after him and find him, though he be not far from every one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. So Balaam said, look, I'm going over here and I'm going to send upon high because it may just be perhaps God will come out to meet me. That's what he said. And verse 4 over here back in Numbers tells us, the 23rd chapter of Numbers, verse 4 says, And God met who? The destroyer of the people. He met him, didn't he? Because he went seeking after him, didn't he? And he said, perhaps God might come and meet me, didn't he say that? And God did come and meet him because if we seek after him, the Bible said, perhaps we'll find God because he's never far away. Because in him we live and move and we have our being. He said, if you call on me, I'll answer and show you great and mighty things if you call on me. And God met him, verse 4, and he said unto him, I have prepared seven altars, and I have offered upon every altar a bullock and a ram. And the Lord done what? Put a word in Balaam's mouth. Put a word in his mouth. Put a word in the false prophet's mouth. The sorcerer, the enchanter, the destroyer of the people. God put a word in his mouth. Go to Exodus 12, 23. Balaam is the destroyer of the people. Exodus 12, 23 says, For the Lord will pass through to slink the Egyptians. And when he seeth the blood upon the lintel and on the two side posts, the Lord will pass over the what? Who is the door? Jesus. When he see the blood over your house, 
and will not suffer to destroy you. He will pass over the door, the Bible says. You see, when he passes over the door, God is actually speaking a word to the destroyer because the destroyer is right behind them, taking orders from the Lord on who to hit and who not to hit. God said he spoke a word in Balaam's mouth, but destroy you, because they, they the same. Same spirit. The spirit of destruction. Same spirit. Don't make no difference who the spirit is, it's after the same thing. Make no difference who the spirit is in. If it's that spirit, that spirit is trying to destroy you. It don't make no difference who is in. Your mama. All right. Let's just get real with it. Let's just get real with it. And when he sent the blood upon the lintel and on the two side post, the Lord will pass over the door and will not suffer the destroyer to come in unto your houses to smith you. He got to get permission. He told, go back over here to Numbers, the 23rd chapter 23, he told Balak, he said, you stand here, Balak. Don't you go nowhere. You stand beside your, your sacrifice. But I'm going to go over here, and I'm going up. Because perhaps I might be able to meet the Lord. He might come out to meet me, and the Lord did. The Lord will always come out to meet Satan when it involves his children. Because he just ain't going to let Satan do just anything and everything. Yeah. Now, when you become Satan children, then you're on your own. You're on your own then. You walk away from God's goodness, you're on your own. And two or three weeks later, or two or three months later, you see them, they're looking crazy, and don't even know their name, and they tell you about what they've been going through, and how people been pulling hair out of their head, and all kind of old crazy stuff. They don't even know who are you. Looking all crazy. I told you. I told you. I told you. Just wait a while. You ain't seen nothing yet. Just wait a little while. God's going to get his man. God say, those that trouble you, I'm going to recompense trouble on them. His word is true. His word is true. He said, I'm going to laugh at them while I'm vexing them in, in their derision. He said, I'm going to laugh at them. He's going to laugh at them while he's doing that thing on them. That's bad when the Lord laughs at you. <laughs> I'm laughing too. You know why I'm laughing? Because he didn't have to be that way. I'm laughing at him to keep him crying. Because it's a pitiful situation. I don't get no joy out of trying to tell folks. Verse 6 said, I mean, verse 5 said, And the Lord put a word in Balaam's mouth and said, Return unto Balak, Balak. Return to this spirit of wastefulness, Balak. And thus thou shalt speak. And he returned unto him, and lo, he stood by his burnt offering. He's still standing there. He and all the princesses of Moab, that's that old ancestral spirit, that's that old spirit that liked to, to mix in with any and everything. For me, your spirit's in everything. It's just everywhere. Just in there. It don't make no difference what it mixes in with. That old Moab spirit. And he took up his parable. Balaam did. 
and said, Balak, the king of Moab has brought me from Aram. In other words, the destroyer of the people, Balaam, is telling the spirit of wastefulness, Balak, who is the king of Moab, he said, now you brought me from Aram, which is the highland. Then he, he, he was like, see, 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 the prophets was, was able to go into the high places and get a word of enchantment. But every once in a while he'd meet God up in there too. And God would give him a word. He said, look, you brought me from the highland, Aram. Are y'all with me? Verse 7. Everybody with me? Out of the mountains of the east. Y'all know the east is within. And the mountain is the height of that which is within you. In other words, he's been up hanging around in the kingdom. He said, now you don't call me out of here. And saying unto me, come, curse me, Jacob, and come defy Israel. Means come and put a curse on God's people. You call me out of the high land of God to come and put a curse on God's people. That's what he, that's after he met the Lord. And the Lord put a word in his mouth to go back and tell that spirit of wastefulness something about the situation. He said, how shall I curse whom God has not cursed? Or how shall I defy whom the Lord has not defied? For from the top of the rocks I see him, and from the hills I behold him. Psalms 121, verse 1 through 4. What did it say? I will lift up my eyes into the hill, which come my what? Help. My help comes from who? The Lord. And the Lord will not allow my foot to be moved because the God that keepeth Israel, he don't sleep nor slumber. So we ought to enter his gates with thanksgiving in our heart. We ought to enter his courts with praise, you see. We ought to begin to say, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice. And he, for he has made me glad. Do you see what I'm saying? We ought to do that. We ought to do just like what Reverend Briggs did. We need to get in and enter in into the sanctuary of God and get a word of release from God because he has so much to give us. He said, for from the top of the rock, verse 9, I see him. In other words, from the top of my faith, I see him. We know the rock is Christ. And from the hills, I behold him because he knows where his help is coming from. Lo, the people shall dwell well alone and shall not be reckoned among the nations. Could be quiet because we are a peculiar people. We are a royal priesthood. We are a holy nation. We are a chosen generation. And God has called us out of the darkness and into the marvelous light. And we are to sing for praises unto his holy name for that too. He said we're supposed to dwell among the other nations. He said we are supposed to dwell alone. Deuteronomy 33 verse 28. About this same situation. Deuteronomy 
Israel then shall dwell in safety, what? Alone. Mm -hmm. I'm going to start speeding this up. I'm doing this for a reason because I'm going I'm to I'm put pressure behind you. You're going to get better. You've been in second grade long enough. The fountain of Jacob shall be upon a land of corn and wine. Also his heavens shall drop down dew. He said, Israel then shall dwell in safety alone. Now let's go back over here to Numbers. Verse 11. Numbers chapter 23 verse 11. Are we there? And Balak said unto Balaam, What hast thou done unto me? Look, I'm, I'm trying to get rid of these people. Now, I called you in to destroy him because that's your thing. Putting curse on people and destroying them. Now, I called you in. And now you know what against me. He said, what is this that you've done to me? I took thee to curse mine enemy, verse 11, and behold, thou hast blessed them altogether. And he answered and said, Must I not take heed to speak that which the Lord hath put in my mouth? Balaam asked him, Do you expect me to say anything else than what I've heard from the Lord just to please you? You are mad. Church folk mad. Because they said, yeah, they are. Because they want you to tell them, uh-huh. See, you've got to be content, a condition to hear the truth, the whole truth, and the nothing but the truth. Because the truth ain't never found itself easy in a world of lies. You've got to be conditioned for this. This is serious business now. Depends on life and death. Depends on life and death. But see, that old wasteful spirit that old spirit of Balak is all the time trying to call in the destroyer to knock off God's people. And every time that happens, God bless him. If you endure tribulation, persecution, if you endure, I say, because that is a manifest token of God's righteousness to count you worthy of the kingdom of God. See how they all. Verse 13 says, And Balak said unto him, Come, I pray thee, with me to another place from which thou mayest see them. You see what he's doing here? See, they're at a place now where they're seeing. Israel, you, as being blessed. He said, now let's go to another place. I don't want you to see them like that. I want you to go to, let's go to another place and look at them. In other words, I need you to shift your eyes and start looking in a different light of them other than being blessed. You see what he's doing? That's what the devil tried to do to us, see? See, that's what that whispering and channel try to do to us. It'll try to talk to us and get us to look like we ain't being blessed. But the devil is a lie. You're being blessed. Did you hear what I said? You're being blessed. You're being blessed. I don't care what it looks like. You better, you better hang on. 
Because the devil trying to shift this thing. See, he's trying to shift it on you. He don't want you to look at your marriage like it's being blessed. He wants you to look at it like it ain't being blessed. The devil is a lie. The devil is a lie. See, he don't want it to look like that. He said, look here, verse 13. And Balaam said, come, I pray thee. I pray thee. You got a lot of nerve. With me unto another place from which thou may see a stem. See, Balak is trying to get to him to go to another area where he can control. See, that's what that spirit of wastefulness trying to do to us. It'll come in, it'll talk to you to try to get you to look at this thing in a different way than from what it really is and try to get you. And then now you'll get out there in the ocean without a life jacket hollering, help. Ain't nobody out there in the ocean. I've been on the water. Ain't too many. That's a big place. The ocean is. I was in the Navy. That's a big place. You look mighty small without a life jacket in the middle of one of them oceans out there. Chances are slim to none. And most likely none. So stay in the boat. Until you learn to float. I'm telling you. A lot of us can't swim and we jumping out. <laughs> he said, come, I pray thee, with me unto another place from which I, thou mayest see them. Thou shalt see but the utmost part of them. Mm. And shall not see them all and curse me them from them. In other words, I don't want you to see them in the light that God sees them, you see. See, Satan don't want you to see your future. Satan wants you to see your past so that he can continue to drag you. See, but see, as long as you stand in your position, you can see the way God sees you. It's only to you follow that spirit of wastefulness that you get broke. It's only... Am I talking to anybody? I'm going to hit now. Just a little bit. I ain't going to spank you too hard. I'm going to make you like it. I'm gonna, I ain't, I'm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Because, you see, this says been. You see? See, I be up in there preaching to y'all and preaching to y'all and preaching to y'all and now you're taking your money and you're doing other things with it and you're cheating God and God ain't going to bless you. You're not going to do it because you're cheating God. He's not going to bless you. He's not going to do it. He won't do but you're still in front of it. And that's why you're in the condition that you're in. So what God wants y'all to do is to sit down and have a little talk with him privately and repent. Because some of y'all know that y'all can do better than five and ten dollars. I'm talking to everybody in here. This ain't forever. You can go on your little trips. You can 
go and send money to people that you done already sent money to, I'm smacking everything. I ain't leaving nothing undone. And you're robbing from God, and you're wrong. You're wrong. Now, how is God going to bless that? And then the ones that are doing what God's supposed to do, that God they're supposed to be doing, they're being blessed. And then you know I'm going to sweat. I told you he'll take your talent and give it to somebody else that's doing what they're supposed to be doing. But I'm trying to teach you the truth about it. I'm not trying to make nobody mad, but I am trying to get you to understand your insurrection and your infidelity. That's called whole hopping. That's whole hopping is what that is. When you put anything else before God, God come first. I don't care what it look like. I don't care what this look like. I don't care what that look like. Understand this, that a sacrifice ain't a sacrifice until it's hard to do it. You. I got to tell you the truth. So God, so, so Balak, he wants to shift you that spirit of wastefulness. And, and, and he want to say, okay, it's all right for me to do this and do that. See, that's a trick. Because now you ain't seeing what God's been doing to you. All you seeing is, I'm in crunch time. But you ain't thinking about how you got in crunch time. See, you need to sit your insane self down and just think a minute. How did I get here in crazy land? <laughs> how did I get here? Because... It just didn't happen overnight. There's a reason for the season. Everybody's going to take this whooping. Everybody. So you're wrong. Dead wrong. God's giving us a chance. This ain't going to be forever. It's going to come a time we're going to have to ante up. He's giving us time. He's giving us time, people. Don't y'all understand what God is doing? He's giving us time. Sacrifices have to be made. If those places out there who's building all this brick and mortar, who ain't getting no word, can do it and make the sacrifices, come on now. Come on now. I'm going to hit you right where it hurts. Low blow. He said, look, thou shalt see but the utmost, verse 13, middle part, but the utmost part of them. I don't want you to see. See, Satan don't want us to see the whole picture of ourselves. He don't want us to see what God does. He loves to trap us off what we can't corners. But we can only see, okay, I'm boxed in. I ain't got no purpose. I ain't got no vision. I ain't got nothing. You don't let wait, the spirit of wastefulness will take all that from you. Verse 14 says, and he brought him to a field of Zophim. Zophim is the field of watchers. Go to Daniel 4.17. Talk about these watchers. Daniel 4.17. He brought him to a field of watchers. Daniel 4.17 says, this matter is decreed, is the decree of the who? Watchers. Y'all see it? And the demand by the word of the Holy One, Daniel 4, 17. To the intent that the living may know, including Balak, 
that the most high ruleth in the kingdom of men. God rules in the kingdom of men and giveth it, listen, to whosoever he will and setteth up over it the basis of the most worst of the most nothingness of men. He said, God rules in the kingdom of men. And he do it. He raise up whoever he want to and place over it. But this is a decree, he said, that's already been ordained by the watchers and the holy ones. That means somebody watching you. And we up in here playing games. Don't, I'm going to stop it before we get too far with that. See, we're getting, we getting a little bit, we're going down the wrong road. We're going too far now. We, 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 we're screwing up. Get back on track. Get back where we're supposed to be with this thing. Let's get back where we're supposed to be with this thing. Because when you close your hand off, God close his off. I'll say all souls belong to God. Verse 14 says, And he brought him into the field of Zophim, the watcher, to the top, to the top of Pisgah. Pisgah means to contemplate and consider. Okay. Took him to the field of the watcher to do some contemplating and some, some considering. Consider your ways. We did a uh, I did a, 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 a sermon on called Consider Your Ways. Consider your ways. Just don't be blinded by the situation that life has you in right now because more than likely you put yourself there. So don't be blinded by that situation, but consider your ways as to what got you there. He brought him to the field of Zophim, to the top of Pisgah, and built seven altars. And offered a bullock and a ram over every altar, still offering up. And he said unto Balak, Stand, look what he said to him. He took, Stand by your burnt offering while I meet the Lord yonder. Huh? See, he told that old spirit away from you, you stand here. Because I ain't doing nothing with you until I go and hear what God has to say about you. Now, he says, and he said unto Balak, stand, verse 15, stand here by thy burnt offering while I meet the Lord. And the Lord met Balaam, met him again, and he put what in his mouth? A word. And said, go again unto Balak and say unto him, and when he came to him, behold, he stood by his burnt offering. He's still standing there. And the princes of Moab still with him. See, some folk ain't going to never move. They just going to stand there and wait on somebody else to do something. And Balak said unto him, What hath the Lord spoken? See, see, so, <laughs> see what he doing? He won't go and try to get a word because he don't know the Lord. See, he waiting on somebody else. I need a word. <laughs> I 
And he took up his parable and said, Rise up, Balak, and hear. Hearken unto me, thou son of Zippor. Zippor is a little bird. He's the builder of little thought. See, that spirit of wastefulness is a little bird. It's a little thought. It's the builder of little things in your life. That's what that spirit of wastefulness is. He's the son of Zippor. He, 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 he builds little things. He's got a little thought. See, he's down low. He keeps you down low. He keeps you with the woe in me. See, 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 that's what he keeps you he with. Yeah. He, he won that. He, he said, well, I got to get this 99 cent type of uh, 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 winners. But you really want them ballparks over there, but I got to get them. You know the one we come up on? They got everything in them. From the, from the what? The, 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 the how they, <laughs> rooter to the tutor. That thing got everything in it. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Don't act like you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. See, that, 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 that's what Balak, the son of Zippor, will do to you. See, he'll tell you you can't have that over there. The devil is a lie. <laughs> you go to the store and, 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 you, and you look over there and, and you see the New York strip. And you know that's a good state. And you look at the price of it and then you back up. No. Hey, meat man, cut me two of these. I want them fresh. I don't want them out the pack. I want them fresh off that that you got back there. Go on back there and cut it. I'm watching you. Forget what it costs, because Jesus paid it off. Amen. He paid it off. And if I want it, and if it's in the will of God that I and all his children should have it, then I'm going to have it. Now, how do I get to do that? By having some sense, when God blessed me, did, uh, let me say that again. I'm going to take my glasses off and look this way. How do I get to buy the old New York Strip? Not off the package, but off the cow itself. By having some sense when God blesses me. And not letting folk get up under me and call themselves loving me and trying to put a guilt trip on me to get my kibbles and bits. And then when they get, then they talk crazy to me. The devil is a liar. Man, I, I'm glad I ain't got no more youngers at home because I would have been in jail again. Because I don't have no problem putting them out the house. I don't have no problem taking a two-by-four and breaking it across their back. I don't have a problem with that. See, I don't have no problem with that. Y'all might have a problem with it, but this old boy don't have no problem with putting them out and letting them sleep in 20-degree weather. I don't have a problem with that. Because I'm gangster like that. I don't have no problem with it. I have no problem with it. You in the house, you gonna go by the room. When I go to church, you go to church. When I eat, you eat. When I say don't eat, don't eat. You ain't bought nothing.
All right. Now, he says in verse uh, 19, he says, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Has he said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall not make it good? Behold, I have received commandment to bless. This is Balaam, to destroy you. See, the things that destroy you will have to turn right around and bless you if you endure. He said, I have received the commandment. This is the second time he's come. And he blessed, and I cannot reverse it. And he and he hath not beheld iniquity in Jacob. In other words, he says he clean. Neither has he seen perverseness in Israel. He says he clean. Thank God for the blood. The Lord, his God, is with him. Mm. Lord have mercy. And the shout of a king is among them. Good God Almighty, that's Christ. The shout of a king is with him. And said he's been up to the highest point of the rock. God brought them out of Egypt, out of bondage. Remember, we've been brought out of the world. We've been brought out of the bondage. And we got to fight to stay away from it. He had, as it were, the strength of a unicorn. That's a wild art. In, in, in this time, it had a horn in the middle of his head. Surely there is no enchantment <laughs> against Jacob. Jacob is the mind that's in transition to God. Surely there is no enchantment against it. You can whisper in it all you want to, but it's, it's dead set on the transition. Neither is there any divination against Israel. According to this time it shall be said of Jacob and of Israel, What hath God worked? Behold, the people shall rise up as a great lion, a great troop, and lift up himself as a young lion. He shall not lie down until he eat of the prey. This is the prophecy over your life. Behold, the people shall rise up as a great lion and lift up himself as a young lion. He shall not lie down until he eat of the prey and drink the blood of the slain. And Balaam said unto Balaam, an old spirit of wastefulness, still speaking to the destroyer, neither curse them at all, nor bless them at all. He negotiates now, see. I can't get no, I can't, you like Rodney Dangerfield, I can't get no respect here. I done called you in. So now, I don't want you to bless him, and I don't want you to curse him either. Just leave it alone. Didn't he just tell him that the Lord is blessed and I cannot reverse it? But you know, when you got that spirit in you, it don't hear too well. With that rebellious spirit, it don't hear well, y'all. It don't hear good. You see, it, it don't hear good. It don't. Yeah, already made up in your mind what you're going to do. As if God don't know. That you feel the blow.
Heavily. He gave him glory. Verse 21. Wait a minute. Verse 25. And verse 26. But Balaam answered and said unto him, Told not I thee said all that the Lord speaketh that I must do? In other words, your head hard, Balaam. <laughs> and Balaam, look at Balaam. He said, and said unto Balaam, Come, I pray thee, I will bring thee unto another place. Now you kindly shift him again. That's that old whispering and channel. He can't get you the first time, so he'll come back two, three weeks later. Start talking to you again. You, you know so-and-so, they ain't right. You know, you know Sister Sue over there. You know, I just don't like when you, you know old Dr. Bell, you know, you know, he's crazy, man. He, he don't talk right to people in the store. You know, you know, that ain't the way God says. Now you're telling God how you're supposed to preach your way. Well, then why ain't you up here? Or why ain't you got you a place? But now all of a sudden, you're a connoisseur of God Almighty. <laughs> but you don't even know where the book of Hosea is. But you, all of a sudden, though, I'm just saying, don't nobody try, don't nobody know how to do nothing until somebody get up to do something, and then everybody got all kind of ideals. I think you need to do it this way, and I just think you need to just hush. Now, oh. <laughs> Amen, y'all. Amen. Okay. He says, and Balak said, come, and I pray thee, verse 27, I'll bring you to another place. Peradventure, perhaps it will please God that thou mayest curse me, them, from this. Mm -hmm. See, trying to And Balak brought Balaam. Now look where old Balak. Now Balak doing the leading again. Balak, that old spirit of wakefulness, and that's what it'll do. It'll bring that old destroyer in you, that old destroyer of the people in you, knowing and now later, until it took him to the top of Peor. Peor is the gap where idol gods are worship. See, that's what that old spirit of wakefulness will do to you. It'll, see, that's how you, that's how you start wasting. You, you go into that gap where that idol worship is, and you turn away from doing what you're supposed to do, be doing for God, and you start buying zoom zooms, zim zims, zim zims, zim zim, and you know all that old stuff. Nike, Gucci, Pierre Cordines, and all of that. Well, if you can afford it, that's fine, but can a man rob God? I just asked the question. Can a man rob God? It still goes back to the same thing. See, I'm just trying to show you how we get to these insane situations and places in our life. That's all I'm trying to show you. But he said, if you be willing and obedient, you will eat from the good of the land. He said, the Bible says it, it, that, 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 that if you purpose in your heart, however you purpose in your heart, sparingly you reap sparingly. Bountifully you reap bountifully. But if you're a cheerful giver, the Bible says that you will always abound. You will always have sufficient, and you will be abounding in everything that you do. God will make that happen. He'll make that happen. See, what we don't understand is, is that God done all, before we give anything to God, God done already read our heart. He done already seen what you purpose. And if you ain't purpose number 5, 10, 15, then guess what? That's about all you're going to get from God. 
You're going to always be scrapping. According to the word. And the ones that ain't scrapping are going to be ready your face. God going to keep on elevating them higher and higher and higher and higher and higher and higher. And higher. That's what he's doing. Some people in here being elevated. There's some folk up in here doing good. But there's some folk up in here could be doing better. There's some folk up in here struggling, but they don't have to be. There's some folk up in here having not to be able to do some things, but it's not because. See, see, I keep telling you, wisdom is the principal thing. But in all that I get, get you some understanding. Get you some understanding. Now that God is beginning to bless, Get you some understanding with it. That's all I'm saying. And Balaam brought, 28, Balaam unto the top of hill. That's where they kept, where idol worship from, or, or, or idol gods of worship. And he looked toward Jeshumon. Jeshumon is the place of desolation. You see what he did? He took him up to that gap of idol worship, and he sent his face toward desolation. He's still trying to get him destroyed. See, he's still trying to get, what's his name, Balaam, to look at Israel as being a desolate people. But that ain't what God showed Balaam. See, I'm telling you how that thing, that's that whispering in channel that tries to take your eyes off. When you, yes, it's done got a lot of them. That's what happened to them. It got them. They, they were on the right track, and then that thing spoke to them, and they called them and shipped their eyes. <laughs> now they head all beat up. Folk grabbed by the house like a cave bag. Come on, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I slipped. Yeah, you slipped, God. And can't get up. Now you're in a dangerous situation, and I can't send my folk that way because it's too dangerous. The situation is too dangerous, so y'all, you understand what I'm saying? Verse 29. Watch what he does. And Balaam said unto Balak, and I got two more, two more verses, this verse and another. Build me here seven altars, just the third time, and prepare me here seven bullocks and seven rams. And Balak did, as Balaam said unto him, and offered a bullock and a ram on every altar. And I'm going to stop right there, because tomorrow, when I continue this, and Balaam begins to foretell the happiness of Israel, then you'll see what Balaam does this third time around. And you'll see some, some important. So if y'all want to go on in and read the next chapter, you know, then you, you might be able to pick up some things on your own from the basis of what you've already learned. But that's as far as I'm going to go right now. Can you get the kids for me? Uh, uh, will everybody, uh, anybody need press? Stand, please.